BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram, it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth. I release new episodes every Thursday, so hope to see you there. everybody and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to RealPod, everybody. I hope you are doing wonderful today. And welcome to any new listeners who are tuning in for the first time. My name is Victoria. I'm a former Division I athlete and played volleyball at the University of Southern California in Los Angeles for four years. Graduated in 2019. So I know what it is like to dedicate your life to sport. I know what it's like to love and enjoy a sport. And most importantly, for today's episode, I know what it's like to have to move on from sport or move forward from sport. And the chances are, if you've clicked on this episode, you're an athlete. I'm sure we do have some people listening who are friends of athletes, siblings of athletes, teammates, people who love athletes and just want to support them. But today I really want to speak to you, the athlete who's having to navigate that next chapter of life and whether you are graduating and it's just that time or whether you got injured and It was taken from you, whether you were cut and you didn't have a choice or you're leaving because of your mental health or a family reason or something else. This episode today is for anyone who has to walk away from sports. I know it can feel terrifying. It feels like you're starting over and you don't know what's on the other side of the page. If you turn the page, what's going to be there? What lies ahead? What does this mean? I know that fear because that's exactly how I felt too. And now that I've spent some time out of college and in the real world, I've been able to reflect and look back on what the transition was like for me and a few things that I wish I knew when I was in it, when I was in the thick of the moment. And that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. Six things I believe every retiring athlete needs to hear. And we're going to jump right in. So without further ado, let's get started. And here is number one. The first thing I want every retiring athlete to know is that whatever you are feeling right now, 
validate it. Whatever you are feeling right now, whatever it is on the spectrum of emotions, validate it. Maybe you're sad that it's over. It feels like your heart's been broken, right? Maybe some of you are happy. You're excited for what's next. Maybe others are upset, frustrated that your last year in sport had to be one of the toughest years in our world, right? It doesn't feel fair. Validate it. Just get rid of this idea that you should feel a certain way. We do that a lot. We tell ourselves, oh, I should be happier. I should be more excited for what's to come. I should feel closure. I should X, Y, Z. As one of my favorite saying goes, stop shooting on yourself. Because regardless of what you think you should be feeling, you don't. And you do feel the way you do now. So honor it. And I mean that even if your emotions aren't positive, right? Even if your emotions are uncomfortable and they're sad and you wish it was different, it's okay to let that surface, to live in it, to sit in it, to feel it. It's going to pass, but it's only going to pass if you let that come up. And that desire to fix it, I get it, right? That comes from being athletes. We want the answers. We want to win. You're like, coach, just give me the technique, the footwork. Let me watch the film. I'll get it done. I will make it happen. But sometimes when it comes to our emotions and it comes to the way we feel, we can't just flip a switch and get what we want and start feeling what we want, right? So the first thing I want you to know before we even keep going is whatever you're feeling today, that's okay. You're allowed to feel that way. And I hope you allow yourself to feel that way. The second thing I want every athlete to know is that this is normal. This chaos, this feeling of what the heck do I do now? Why is the team practicing without me? How the heck did that all happen so fast? What am I supposed to do for a workout now? What the heck do I eat? All of that is so normal. I promise you, everyone in this position feels so lost at first. I remember the weirdest thing was that next day, When I looked at my phone and I saw the time and it was one o'clock and one o'clock is always when practice would be starting. And it was like one 10 and I was walking through campus or getting ready for a class or something because I was a fall sport. So this was my senior spring, my first semester, not being an athlete. And I was like, oh my God, this is so weird. My entire team, right? It still feels like your team. You're like my team and my coaches are up in the gym practicing and I'm not there and no one cares, right? Like it sounds kind of dark. It's like, whoa, this is weird because, hey, last semester, if it was 110 and I wasn't at practice, I would have 20 missed phone calls. The entire team would have to run. I was needed. I was a part of that. And then one day it's like you wake up and that's past you. You're not on the team anymore. You look online at the roster and your name's not there. There's a new group chat for the team that you're not in. And you have no idea what to do with your life because it's the first time too that you don't have a schedule, right? Like you don't even know when the next time you're going to work out is if you even choose to work out because, hey, guess what? No one's making you do it anymore. So (laughs) that's new. Hi. It's just weird, right? Because you've had such a scheduled, planned out life since as long as you can remember. You knew what time to arrive. You knew what the pregame meal was, where you were supposed to go, what time the bus left, when you were going to fit in your studying, what time to meet with the tutor, what time your film session was or your meeting was with coach. And now you look at your calendar And it just feels empty (laughs) and there's just not as much structure. And it's like the first time in your life it's ever been this way. It feels weird and it feels chaotic. And I want you to know that this is normal. Another thing that's normal along with the second point is feeling an immense sense of loss. I want to use the term grieving because I don't think that's too far. I think that's accurate. When you lose something in life that's incredibly important to you and meaningful to you and matters to you and that you love 
and you can't have a relationship with that thing in the same way anymore, there's a loss happening there. And it's okay to grieve that. It's okay to be really sad about that, to cry, to mourn that. You're not weird for feeling that way. You're not extra for feeling that way. I felt that way. And I promise so, so many others do. So this umbrella of the second point is the uncertainty, the what's next, the chaos, that there's nothing on my resume, which we'll talk about later. All of that is a part of this transition. So please don't beat yourself up if you don't know the answers yet, if you don't know how your schedule is going to work out now, and you're just feeling chaos. The chaos is normal. Okay? Got it? Capiche? One last thing I'll add on about the grieving component is closure is so important. So if you haven't already, make sure you have a little celebratory dinner, maybe with another senior teammate, maybe with a parent, with a best friend, whatever your situation is. Have a little moment where you gather to acknowledge the dedication, time, accomplishments, experiences, everything that sport gave you, and you give that a nod. Bring some balloons. Okay, go to like the nearest grocery store, grab some balloons that are the same color as your team colors, or I don't know, bring your jersey, whatever it is, and have a little moment for the end of sports. I just think it deserves that. I think you deserve that. And maybe you didn't have an in-person graduation or you didn't have an in-person team banquet this year then find some way to host a little something for you. It could be as small as, like I said, a dinner with one person, but give yourself that closure. And no, obviously that's not gonna wipe away all the emotions you're feeling right now, but I do think it deserves a moment. So I hope you give yourself that if you haven't already. The third thing I wanna share with any of my retiring athletes is that you can adjust. Yes, you can. Now, what does this mean? This means no matter what comes your way, you can adjust. How do I know this? Even though I don't know you personally, how do I know this? Well, I know you're an athlete. And what do athletes do? Athletes put themselves in difficult and uncomfortable situations every single day. Every single day. That's what it means to be an athlete is you're pushing yourself to a potential that's never really actualized, right? I mean, the greatest athletes in the world are always trying to get better, trying to get better, trying to get better. I don't think there's an athlete to ever live that's like, I reached my peak. Even the greats, the goats, yeah, they're the best in the world. But I bet if you asked them, what do you want to work on in practice tomorrow? They'd give you an answer. They probably give you multiple because that's what it means to be an athlete. You're always trying to figure it out. You're always trying to adjust. You're always trying to climb the hill. So don't forget that when the adjustment looks different, when it's no longer your jump shot or your drive or your serve, and it starts to become a new living situation, applying for jobs, learning how to navigate your new relationship with food in your body, figuring out your workout plan, right? Whatever the obstacle is that arises for you now, yes, you can, okay? You can adjust because you're an athlete. We love adversity. We love challenge. In fact, we thrive on it. And you might not know exactly how to do this yet, but you have it in you to figure it out. So don't underrate your ability to adjust to whatever it is in life. Before we go to the next one, I wanted to remind you that RealPod has featured guests like three-time Olympic medalist Carrie Walsh, four-time Olympian Reed Pretty, and world-renowned sports psychologist Dr. Michael Gervais, who works with the greatest athletes around the globe. So if you are interested in hearing those conversations, be sure to scroll through the RealPod catalog. You will find a variety of episodes with some incredible people, athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, who all came on to reveal their raw and honest truths, and share what they've learned. 
Don't forget to subscribe this podcast wherever you are listening so you get that automatic download every single Wednesday. And hey, if you're enjoying this one, don't forget to send it to a friend, a teammate, or anyone who you think could benefit. Okay, we're going to jump right back into this episode and get ready because this next tip is one of my favorites. Now, the fourth thing I want to share with you, and I know you've heard this before, so please don't like roll your eyes and lose interest right when I say this next sentence because I promise I have some things to say to you afterwards that you might not have heard before, but here's a sentence. (laughs) You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't. And I would bet that most of you don't. Why would I guess that? Well, the chances are you didn't have the opportunity to work the internships like the rest of the students did. You didn't get to go abroad. You didn't get to really spend time thinking about what was next for you because you always had sports and games as your priority. And so there's a disadvantage there, right? Like we didn't have the time to prepare for what was next, nor even think about it. I mean, some of you maybe thought sports would be your forever. And now you're sitting there having to come up with what that different life looks like. So it's okay to not have it all figured out. And sadly, the way the current system is designed is so that we don't have it all figured out. So you're part of the majority and there's nothing to feel ashamed of or behind on about that. And look, I know it's frustrating to be graduating college for some of you or to feel like you're 23 or you're 24 and you don't know what your purpose is and you don't know what you want to do in life or how you're going to make money. But I swear you are so young. And I know that that sounds weird coming from me who's also young. I'm 24 and I'm sure there's people my age or older listening to this, but we are so young, right? We have our entire lives to figure out who we're going to become, what we're going to do. You don't have to know now. I don't even think you need to know when you're like 35, truly. What I will say though, is if you want to figure that out and you want to know, and you want to start to understand, reach out to some of your old coaches, teammates, professors, some connections you made at school, take them to coffee, send an email, ask for a phone call, LinkedIn. People want to help, especially athletes, athletes in the real world. I mean, people just look at you and they're like, oh, you're, you were an athlete. You played sports. Okay. You're a hard worker. You're punctual. You're team oriented. You're coachable. I mean, it's all the skills that anyone would want. So reach out. You don't have to be asking for a job. You don't have to have any answers. You can just be like, Hey, I'm curious. What was navigating your career like for you? I'd love to buy you coffee. And hopefully some of your wisdom, you know, will be a value for me, will help me. Knowledge is power. I will say though, Please don't take this part as like a, you need to like get your life together right now because absolutely freaking not. You don't have to get your life together right now. If anything, I'm more of a fan of you taking some time off to just like live your life because you probably didn't really get to live your life, right? You missed out on the parties. You missed out on the abroad. Like I said before, there's so many opportunities you didn't get to do because you were an athlete. So now enjoy that time. It's okay to have nothing on your schedule. It's okay to just chill and like not, accomplish things. (laughs) I promise it's okay. So please chillax, take that breather, however long it might be. For me, it was literally four months. I did not work out for four months. What I'm trying to say is just take the time you need. But when you do get that inkling and that urge and you are curious about what's next, yes, send the email, reach out to people day by day, look into what interests you, what sparks joy, And please, please, oh my gosh, please, dear God, do not conform to a career that doesn't make you happy. Please don't buy into that. You do not have to do that. And you know what? I'm starting to get into my next point. So I'm going to jump to number five and we're going to keep this going because I got something I want to share with you that I think is going to really help as you figure out your career 
because I want you to know that your approach to sport is the same approach you can have to your life now. And the fifth thing that I want every retiring athlete to know is that slow and steady wins the race. You heard this growing up. You heard this in sports, right? It's like the tortoise and the hare about staying the course, putting your head down and grinding. When I think about this, I think about that picture of Michael Phelps and the guy who was in the lane next to him at the Olympics. You guys know that picture. It's like losers focus on winners and winners focus on winning. There's this iconic picture of Michael Phelps head down in the middle of his stroke freestyle. And the guy in the other lane is mid-stroke freestyle, but his head is out of the water and he's looking at Phelps. So he's looking at someone else to compare, to see where his competition is. And why am I saying this? Because we do that in life. We look over at our peers, at our siblings, at our friends, at people we know. What is their job? What are they doing now? How much money are they making? And then we feel like shit because we're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not making a lot of money. And I feel so behind in life. But that is just not the case at all. Everyone peaks at different times. Life is long, baby. You got to keep your head down in your lane and be like Phelps here. And that takes discipline because we have a tendency as athletes, we want to be the best, of course. So it's easy for us to look around left and right and be like, okay, where am I on the leaderboard of life, right? Where do I fall next to all these people I'm comparing myself to, whether that's in your life or online. But, and this is the key here, you guys, it's not a game anymore. It's not a game where there's a winner and a loser, where the whistle is blown. You look at the scoreboard and there's a definitive answer and you're done. You've either won or you've lost. Life is not a game like that. There are so many ups and downs. There are so many peaks and valleys and your road is going to be different than everyone else's road. None are the same. Someone that might be living it up now might completely plateau at 40. And then someone else who's struggling right now and your friends are looking down on might end up making it big when they're 40. There's just so many unknowns. There's so many peaks and valleys. And I know it's in your nature to be competitive. And I know it's in your nature to compare, right? I mean, like we were freaking trained to do that. Everyone on your team had stats. You had stats. And you looked at the paper or the whiteboard and it told you who is better than who. So it makes sense that you're trying to do this in your life right now, but it's not helpful. It's not accurate. And unlike sports, the win is no longer the goal, but it is the process. And if you can focus on your process, you're winning. Now, the sixth and final thing I want to share with you today is I think maybe the most important one, because if there's anything that hits the hardest when sports ends, it's that question of who am I now? Who am I if I don't play my sport? Who am I if I can't tell people you know, I'm the volleyball player. I'm on the USC team. You know, that's been my identity for such a long time, speaking personally. I'm sure you've had this same thought, right? Who am I now? And so the sixth thing I want to remind you is that nothing about you has changed. You are still you. Nothing about you has changed. You may not be doing the same thing every day, right? You may not be playing on a specific sports team anymore. You may not be playing that sport every day. The action of the person may have changed, but you are still that person. Your purpose was never about playing the sport. It was always about the person who played. 
And that person is still there with or without the sport. And that person is you. And maybe that's something that you hadn't realized before. Maybe you did get caught up in the identity of sport and you let that kind of be the lead when you describe yourself. And that's fine. That's common. It's easy to fall into. Lots of us do that. But maybe now it's time to figure out who you are at your core. What do you stand for? What inspires you? Why do you do what you do? If you even think back on why you played your sport, for me, I played volleyball because it was proof to me that I could make things happen. It was proof that if I was told I wasn't good enough, I could prove I was good enough. That if something was hard for me to understand, I would figure it out. And that inherent core value of like, I can make things happen. I can make difficult things happen. I can get it done. That's true now. I can apply that to the rest of my life. I actually have a really special episode coming out on June 30th with two-time Olympian Nicole Davis, where we talk about personal philosophies as people and as athletes and how they can shape us. So make sure you bookmark that because she dives into this and it will really be helpful if this is intriguing you. And what I mean by this is you still possess all of the intangible qualities that made you a great athlete, a great player. Your work ethic, your grind and desire to be better every single day, your ability to work with teammates, to talk to people who are different than you and relate to them and work with them, your ability to be coachable, to receive instruction and direction and adapt and change and grow, your ability to be clutch, your ability to manage your time and show up when you need to and do what you're told to and turn things in, your mental strength, which can we get like a a snap snap for that, right? Because you have been through the trenches. Sports are hard. So I know you're mentally tough. It's all those things that are still with you. All of the things I just listed, you still possess right now today. I don't care if you're not on the court. I don't care if you're not on the field. I don't care if you're not on the roster anymore. You're not wearing a jersey. You are still all of those things. Those have not left you. You may now need to apply them to life in a different way, an unfamiliar way, where maybe there's new things you have to learn and new obstacles you have to get through, but you still possess it all. So although sports is over, and although it seems like from the surface, a lot has changed, please remember that nothing about you has changed. You at your core are the same human being. And that is going to serve you well, no matter what you decide to do next in life. I hope that these six pieces of advice have been helpful for you today. Just to go through them one more time, because I know it's been a while. The first thing was that whatever you're feeling right now, validate it. Secondly, this is normal. The chaos, everything you're experiencing and going through right now is normal. You're not the only one. Third, you can adjust. You've done difficult things. You do difficult things every day. You can handle whatever life is going to throw at you. Four, you don't have to have it all figured out. Most of us don't have it all figured out. And there's nothing wrong with not knowing what's happening tomorrow or what's happening next in your life. Five, slow and steady wins the race. Put your head down in your own lane, grind, work hard. Don't be looking over at other people because life is not a game to be won. It is a process to be experienced. Ooh, that was, but yes, I mean it. 
Remember that the win is no longer a tangible goal, but it is the process. And finally, number six that we just went over, nothing about you has changed. Please remember that all the incredible skills that you possess, the memories, the experiences, the relationships, all of that is still with you. You are allowed to carry that into the rest of your life. And all of those things about you are going to serve you so, so well if you remember that they are still there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Real Pod. I hope this was beneficial for you and got you thinking. I'm rooting for you in this next chapter. It's so exciting. And if you enjoyed this, be sure to send it to a teammate, send it to a friend, send it to a player, someone that you think could benefit from one of these six things today. Share the love, reach out. Please know you're not alone. So many of us are going through it right now. Don't forget to subscribe to RealPod if you enjoyed the episode today. I have new episodes every single Wednesday with professional athletes, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, you name it, all here to pull back the curtain and reveal their raw and honest truths about what's really going on and what they are learning from that. So be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Keep up with me at RealPod throughout the week by following us on Instagram. I am at Victoria Garrick and RealPod is at RealPod. Would love to have you be a part of the RealPod squad so that you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening. I'm wishing you a great rest of your week. Go dominate, get out there, and as always, keep it real.